0: Because I love NASCAR, because it is math at two hundred miles an hour.
1: Hi, I wasn't looking at the camera, but I'm Cammy Chaos,
2: <laughs> and I am Rick Tarosi, and we are mildly interesting people, which is why we always go through the effort for you to find somebody more interesting to talk to, because they're way more interesting to listen to than Cammy and I usually, but. This
1: week,
2: me, and it was me. I it's was really me. up my grammar
1: embarrassing english major i
2: i I can only write the English language I can't actually speak it effectively <laughs> Fair enough. uh and some would argue I can't even write it effectively, so there's that too. Why don't you introduce us to our guest this week Kimmy, while she, while she sits there uncomfortably while you talk about her?
1: Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part of the show. I get to make. <laughs> This is darling, wonderful human sit there uncomfortably while I talk about her. And in this particular case, I'm going back to the old tried and true. Oh, my God. Y'all, this is one of my closest friends.
2: Nice. <laughs> you have so many close friends.
1: <laughs> I do. I am a very blessed individual. It takes a village to keep a cami emotionally healthy and stable. And Kate is very. Oh, I said her name. Don't talk yet.
2: Don't no, talk yet. You haven't been introduced yet.
1: I'm going to say that long, long ago, I used to have another podcast and I recorded that podcast for a live studio audience. And I did that from my home. Unbeknownst to me, Kitty Corner across the street was an amazing human who I would never meet when we lived across the street from one another. While I was doing that old podcast, I would only kind of internet follow and, and, uh, down girl over until one day I met her in person and realized that she was every bit as awkward as I am uh, and then (laughs) love. And so today I would like to introduce to all of you the amazing, the magnificent, the incredibly awkward, the ridiculously (laughs) intelligent mathematician of my heart, Kate Ertman. Wow. Hi, Kate. Hi, Cammie. Hi, Rick.
2: Hello. Welcome.
0: (laughs) Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me.
2: Of course. I, I it's have our to pleasure. add in.
0: I gotta add in. Um I knew Rick and for yes. reasons still unknown for many years Rick didn't introduce us. Was he frightened? I don't know. I don't know why, but um
2: it, there was a I conversation a, uh, me on the spot. I have a Tell grand us. plan that mm. is sometimes sometimes characters don't need to meet at that mm. point in the plot. You have to let portions play out. Otherwise, you would have run into each other when you lived in the same neighborhood.
1: (laughs) Not in the same neighborhood, across the street,
2: across across each other.
1: (laughs) I could see her front porch from my bedroom (laughs) window. Yeah, see your house right because it
0: was across the street. Mm -hmm.
1: Not a problem to see Mm -hmm. your house, but um, right there. Yeah, no, nope. Rick did once confide in me that he wasn't sure if it was going to be amazing. Or horrible, but that he did not feel that you and I would have a mild reaction to one another. Yeah, yeah, Um, I could see that, and that was that was accurate. That's a linchpin. So we'd either yeah, we'd either mesh well, or we would be like enemies, (laughs) competing, (laughs) trying to mortal enemies, (laughs) mortal (laughs) enemies, mortal enemies. Instead, I love you. Yeah, I love you. (laughs) Um, you're really cool. I mean you have done a lot of really cool things. Done a variety of things. What kind done of a variety
0: of things? Yeah, it's a weird kind of pie of not P I nor P I E, but a like a chart. A pie chart. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what it is.
1: Yeah. Weird pie chart of things. What mm. I want to talk about first, and then we can move on to much more important things, is the Cheerios.
0: Oh my lord. Can you tell us
1: about the Cheerios commercial? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um
0: I don't like Cheerios, which made this whole thing even more just like difficult as a child. But um the short of it is that as a child growing up in New York, I was a child actor and I did shitload of commercials mm-hmm. and some other awesome stuff. But um and commercials that paid for college. Yeah. Awesome. Really awesome. Um, But one of the commercials and it played like every Saturday morning. So if you were a kid in the 80s, Mm -hmm. it was probably like early 80s it went on. So if you're a kid in the early 80s, watching your Saturday morning cartoons and the, I believe the, um, like, what do you call it? The slogan, the branding slogan at that time, Mm -hmm. their tag was, I cannot tell a lie. I did it. And um, boy let me tell you that doing that commercial, like 12 years old and it played all the time. And then you're like right at that age of going into junior high and you go to school and I'm an idiot and totally naive. And so the boys are going down the hallway saying, I heard you did it. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I Uh I did. I did. I did. And yeah, kids are cruel, but, um, Yeah, that probably paid for a good like half year of
1: college. So sweet. Mm -hmm. I found this out about the Cheerios commercial while laying on your couch one day, Oh, as you shared with us that the (laughs) Cheerios commercial had happened. And I thought to myself, I must have actually somehow absorbed the existence of Kate at that very young age because I was the target rich demographic. You're uh-huh. a little bit older than me, and so, like, mm-hmm. they would have been pumping those. I remember the Cheerios commercials. Mm-hmm. They would have just been feeding them straight to me on my Saturday morning. And I was only allowed to eat Cheerios. I wasn't allowed to eat sugared cereals.
2: Oh. Cheerios,
1: Rice Krispies, shredded wheat were the only uh-huh. Uh-huh. cereals I was allowed to have. Uh, and so I feel like we've been cosmically linked by your <laughs> Cheerios commercial and the rest of our lives. But. Wow. Let me, let me let Rick ask you questions before I dive I was, into what I think is going to be a huge part of our conversation.
2: Yeah. Okay? Well, so now I feel like I'm holding things up, but no, the,
1: I want you to have,
2: when, when I, I found it humorous that when Cammie was describing Cheerios commercials, she was using words like feed and absorb and, and consume and things like that. So just interesting. I am, I'm
1: a, Marketer's target dream. You
2: are. Yeah, I was, I was, I was seriously hoping it was during the uh, the unsinkable taste of Cheerios time because oh, that no. that jingle is stuck in my head for okay, so wait, not long. Not
0: that one, but do you remember? Um, there was Duncan Hines. It was like the dawn of the cookies that were like that were soft. Like they said, put them in your microwave or your oven or yep. something to make them even mm-hmm. warm because they were soft. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I did a series of Duncan Hines, crispy, chewy commercials. And those were all like crispy, chewy, crispy, chewy. Nice. Yummy Duncan Hines is crispy, chewy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tastes great like your mom's does. Uh-huh.
2: You want to be
1: a
0: child star?
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm so like, what, what, <laughs> what ended this? Like. Was it just the grind of being in commercials? Was it that you just, you, just, you weren't passionate about? Like what what took you off that path?
0: It um well it was it, it kind of was one of those things where friends of my parents it started with because friends of my parents I was spazzy and you know definitely liked to perform but yet I wasn't social at all and it was confusing mm-hmm. for them so they're like she needs to do something and friends of my parents their kid was had a manager or something and they're like, let's have little kingy cry. And my parents also came from you know theatrical backgrounds working in, okay. in television and stuff. And so um yeah, I got like my second commercial audition for an Orange Crush commercial. And we shot mm. it at Coney Island, which I was like, what? So cool. Um I got this commercial I'm like, well this is fun. And my mom said at that time when this isn't fun anymore, you do not have to do this, which is unusual as I learned with most of these stage parents, stage moms, especially. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, when I got to be about 15, 16, I said, this is not fun anymore. Cause I wanted to be in school and I wanted to hang out and, and, um, yeah, it wasn't, and you know, my parents weren't relying on it or anything. And, and I, you know, I do regret certain bits. I wish I'd gone back to it after college to try to do some stuff, but mm-hmm. um, not a huge regret. My life's been great. So no bigs, but yeah, I just told my mom, I was like, done. And she was like, okay.
2: And did you uh, live in the city? Like where, where in New York?
0: No, I grew up on Long Island.
2: Okay. Long yeah.
0: Island. Yeah, yeah. my God. Totally. Yeah. So I grew up I, on yeah
2: let yeah. the accent go
0: yeah if i've a few drinks i'll start talking like that but um
2: but for the acting
0: i had to not have an accent Sure. so uh yep. yeah lost that
2: nice
1: yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think so you're a very you're an anxious individual yeah you're yeah. an awkward anxious individual and i'm not <laughs> calling her out on something no I'm I'm not like, I'm like, oh, I just noticed she is. This uh, is, this this is is, not a revelation. This this is not anybody that's Um, met me for five minutes. is like,
0: (laughs) she keeps moving and her hands keep going. And yeah. That's the reason
1: I'm so comfortable with her.
0: Yeah. And Um, I will never play poker because not with this face. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that to some extent your experience as a child actress prepared you for being super fake in uh, business scenarios and like at cocktail parties and things where you because I have watched you I I'm used to like all all normal like normal Kate I'm used to it's full different. bore Kate right mm-hmm. I'm used to I'm used to Kate um, but I have also been at events with you mm-hmm. and yeah. just like I you turn on just like I do I'm like oh I am on now I will stop being that I'll deal with all of those feelings later do you think that was a beneficial part of your Process yeah, and for I, becoming I, I, a professional adult?
0: Beneficial is an interesting word to use for it. I would, in in most situations, I would say yes, it was absolutely beneficial. I very much flip a switch. Um, the only reason I paused with beneficial is because it, I don't think it was until I was well into my 40s that I realized that I learned how to do all that when I was younger because I had to. And I also didn't know like, I, just, I, don't, I don't mean for this to sound deep. I don't want this to sound deep. <laughs> Forbid. But, deep. Um, deep. Deep. Um, but it definitely, ma- I mean, like I have, there was a period of time where all of a sudden I realized how much I was doing. So I was kind of wanting to rebel against it. Be like, no, this is how I am. Like, even when I would do work with startups and they would ask me Mm -hmm. to participate in pitches, you know, going into Rick's realm of things. And that scared the shit out of me to do stuff like that because that is like I can memorize and I can perform and be somebody else, or I can stand at a podium and read a script. But doing one of those things where you go up and there's like no monitor and you're having to enthusiastically sell in front of an audience, hell no, I need it. I need to Mm -hmm. either memorize a bunch of lines or preferably have my little thing on a podium and smile and turn my
2: very calmly
0: and just like charm and do all that. Yeah. And then I can like, uh, and then I go turtle, turtle, turtle for days.
1: (laughs) So. I'm going to, I'm just making a note for you and I to have conversations later because I think oh. that you and I did oh. some similar masking in our youth that wound mm. up delaying our understanding of our yeah, um, mental, emotional development. Yep. yep. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Why, that was why, very helpful.
2: Why are you <laughs> leaving me out of that? <laughs> Don't you think I did some masking to like
1: No, I don't think you've ever stopped masking. Oh, there you go. I don't think you did some masking.
2: Excellent.
1: Yeah. There are days there are days that Rick isn't even Rick around me. Wow. Like there are days that Rick is just on. He will have like five meetings and he'll I'll talk to him between meetings and I am having a conversation with a businessman. With Uh the coach, with the go-getter guy, Uh with the man who can do anything for you and communicate it to you properly, and you're like, then wants to support you, (laughs) and I'm like, don't use that voice at me. That's not, yeah, yeah,
2: but enough about me. Mm. We invited our guest.
1: Mm. I just wrote her name in my notebook, and I'm going to draw a heart around it.
2: Nice. Mm. Speaking of speaking of formative years. Right, wanna, why, love, why don't yeah. you draw an, draw an S, one of those cool S's with the lines, in your notebook? What? Yeah, if you guys don't like know about the sign? S, it kind of looks like a dollar <laughs> the sign.
0: Coolest S of all. It's the coolest
2: last, S, right? I will. An I will have to find it, and I will. An- I will. Add it in so that our guests are where yeah. our listeners of are. Cool our guests ass. and listeners yeah, are where I don't the know coolest S ever. Everybody drew it on their notebooks in like the eighties.
1: But, but did it stand for something?
2: Like, no, that, That's
1: a dollar sign. Do you mean like that?
2: Ask uh, your question. I'm I'm going to have to he do has something to,
0: here. He has to do something there. Okay. Um. I, yeah. I don't know that all, but I would say you could put like forever next to that. Like, True mm. love to Eva. Stay and sweet and cool. E, stay sweet and cool, and the e like comes out of the back of the the numeral four.
1: Oh, I kind right. of went with the four. Mm. That works. The, uh, so, Kate, yeah, you've done a lot of things. You started as a child actor. Sure you did. Done operations. You've mm. done so not, many not different surgical. amazing.
0: Surgical? Not surgical.
1: No. Oh no, she doesn't operate on people. No. I wouldn't, I would trust you with a lot. That's not one of the things I would have you do. Um, (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. You've done a lot of really cool and interesting things. But then over the last couple of years, the last few years, you went, you know what? I love math. You'd Mm -hmm. always loved it. It's not like you Mm -hmm. just figured out that you love math, but you figured out that you loved math and that you could make it understandable and relatable for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about that process. Talk <laughs> how, to me about Kate Loves Math.
0: I would love to talk with you about Kate Loves Math. Because Kate does love math. Um so number one, how kooky is it that I woke up in the morning and wrote like, I wonder if Kate Loves Math dot com is taken? And it wasn't. So number one, mm-hmm. anything that you love, you should put your name, loves, and see if it's taken and then make sure you have that. Domain, highly recommend because I was very surprised. Tammy um, loves
1: Kate. Oh, wow. Awkward. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> I'm not going to
0: do that domain. But I've um, said to so people, Kate loves math. And they're like, Kate loves math? Who's math? And I'm like, no, no, math. <laughs> math. Ugh. Um, basically, the short of it for me is that I was doing tons of organizational design work with lots of startups and different tech companies and design companies. And I learned a great way to talk with the creatives and tech and get them to find a place to meet with people who have no social skills and then people that do have social skills. Blanket statement, but I mean, we're all understanding here. Ooh, can you hear that rain? Because there's a skylight above me. Can you hear the hail? No. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, cool.
1: Um, For anyway, New Oregon, folks, we've got yeah. the weather,
0: rain, moisture. Okay, so, um, so I realized I don't hear Rick
1: squeak, though
0: because I can't hear him squeak like a mouse. My chair, oh, I don't His hear your chair. Him. oh, wow. My chair is now chair Okay, you realized I realized that I was referring to mathematical concepts in the organizational work I was doing, so I would talk with a tech person about why... Like a tech person who's thrown into a management role. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I got a raise and I got promoted and that's great. And that's what I wanted. But that means I manage people now. And no, I don't like people. And so I would talk in math or technical terms and and humanize it to get them to understand... Stuff to understand how you communicate, and you know when you I don't know talking about just different theoretical stuff where um well, I'm on the spot now, so I can't think of it too
1: bad <laughs> hmm. yeah. uh,
0: but all that is to say is that I realized I was doing it so much that I just kind of started writing it up and putting it into presentations I was doing for for clients and like offering it as a tool, and that was working, and then I just started writing it, writing it, especially during pandemic times when it was just like, get your creative out. And so I always liked to write, but I never really did any writing unless I had to. And then I realized, ooh, I really like writing. And really the whole thing with Kate Loves Math is that it's just all these essays about humanizing math and figuring out the why behind things happen. It's describing this why saying, Because of, you know, understanding that the word argument is not a bad thing in math. Argument means that you are presenting a, um, you know, you're presenting a case for something and you have two sides. And if you're just one person, you're just ranting because that's not an argument. That's just ranting. But if it's Mm -hmm. two people or two sides to something, arguments are great because that gets this discussion of going back and forth and you kind of do this whole proposition into a proof. So anyway, I've shortened all these things. The main thing I want to ask you two is when you hear the word math, what's your reaction? Because this is where I'm finding, because I I love math and I I don't assume everybody loves it. But um, when I say I'm writing math essays, most people say why? And they Mm. kind of like recoil. So I'm kind of interested.
2: Rick. So, yeah, I, I'm happy to start. Thank Would you for you? asking. I didn't realize we were getting interviewed on this, but <laughs> i just so happy,
0: curious to happy know. Happy to
2: jump in. No, so, uh, <clears throat> I was, I was one of those kids in grade school that always took math a couple years ahead of where okay. they were grade wise and mm-hmm. really enjoyed it then. Um, and then reached, I moved around a lot as a kid and then, uh, reached one level where you had to take a test to decide if you were still gonna be advanced math or not. Uh-huh. And uh, I missed the cutoff by like 0.5 or 0.25 or something. And after that I just I was like, I don't like math anymore. And what I did, but what I discovered I did was I I actually still liked math. I just converted that appreciation for numeric cadence and equations into language as opposed to numbers. So that like meter and cadence and those kind yeah. of things. I, I still love math but it, that's where it comes out for me not not in uh not in numerical or or equation right. kind of oriented right. things.
0: Right. Um that's the most awesome answer I've gotten so far. So, thanks, Rick, for being
2: th- Always cool.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know about the cool S. So most, most people think eh,
0: you actually had a really cool thoughtful answer there. And I'm not trying to interview. I'm just curious to know all these when I gain these opportunities to be like, y'all yeah. smart people. But sh- but I know many smart people, and many smart people just recoil when they hear the word math, and so.
2: Cammy, do you have a response?
1: Yeah, I do. Mine is very different. Um, Math both stresses me out Mm. and calms me down. So from a stress perspective, it's not something that I was good at when I was young. I'm still not good at math. Um, And that's very discouraging. I transpose letters and numbers. And when you're transposing letters, you can still kind of make out a word. When you're transposing numbers in equations, it completely changes the context of everything that you're doing. Uh, And so, when I could say goodbye, yeah, when I could say goodbye math, I was like, goodbye. I am done with you. Um, I don't need you. It's not like I need anything. But as one of my coping mechanisms, when I am unable to sleep or when I'm unable to calm myself down, I find I rely heavily on. division and multiplication tables because oh. they're so consistent and i don't have to say i don't have to see them right i don't have to write them so i don't transpose anything and if i can just go through the multiplication and division tables in my head it helps calm me down because i'm not focusing on something else um so it, it is very much oh. something that completely freaks me out because i really gave up like with the when i started to, i got to the level i had to go was like algebra that's where I had to get to. And then they were like, yeah, you're fine. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a struggle for me. I don't like struggling. I hate struggling. No. So, but I, but yeah, there's this strange calmness to it because it's not subjective. Right. Right.
2: Well, that, that raises something for me, a question for our guest, actually, um, yes, let's which is our weird. Guest
1: I know.
2: Me. All right. Strange, weird. strange to do <laughs> that, but <Interviewed. laughs> I mean, trying something new here uh the your your appreciation and the manifestation of your love of math Mm. comes through in mathematical ways and and at times language explanatory things about math have you ever noticed that love manifesting itself in a Different way, like were you musical, or are there mm. things you do where you're like, this is a physical expression to math. Like, does it influence your life in other ways?
0: Yeah, it totally does. I mean, I've, I've found again those things happen when you get older. You start realizing, oh, that's why that, and that's why I did that, and that's why I didn't like that. Like, for me, math was never about arithmetic. It was more, it, it's and still isn't. And I still, you know, I'll play Uno with people, and they'll say. Oh Kate, you know Kate. What's the score? You know, add up the cards. I'm like, I'm not a math savant. I don't. I mean, take my
2: phone, calculator. I'm like,
0: just gonna add it up. It's why no, my love of math is just is all the the concepts about it. So yes, I love music and I sing and um, the math behind harmony is Mm -hmm. amazing because it's all about individuality and it's different from sync, which is about coming together and syncing up in this like these rhythms just all of a sudden coming together and and syncing whereas Mm -hmm. with harmony I always talk about having harmony on teams when you're building teams at work because it's about having this beautiful sounding group but everybody's individual and they're complimentary and the sound is works for them as well as for the people that they're doing work for. So that mm-hmm. is exactly why when someone leaves a team, they're like, "Well, we hired another project manager." I'm like, "Yeah, but are they do they sing in that same exact note?" Or that's why you know, they may not, so therefore that's why they're not harmonious. It's not just because they, you know, they checked all the boxes of what a project manager needs to do. It's like, mm, "There's that independent kind of thing about it." So Definitely with, mm-hmm. I'm definitely with math. I <laughs> am definitely with math. Definitely with music and and uh baseball. I love baseball. It's gonna,
1: mm-hmm. I was gonna and ask I got, baseball
0: and got back into NASCAR? my score books. Oh, there's that too. But I got back into doing mm-hmm. scoring for um mm-hmm. for baseball games over pandemic times. Uh and it's like this beautiful photo of a game. I love going back and looking at all the just like just how everything worked. I'm so excited for this new season without the shift. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, sports, uh, and then as Cami said, the reason I got into NASCAR because I love NASCAR because it is math at 200 miles an hour. That is why it is fascinating to me how each track is different. The banking is different. The length of the track is different. Uh, they, it's not as big a deal about fuel mileage anymore, but it you know it used to be where they really had to, like, if I could go back and I didn't take any math past trigonometry. I didn't take calculus or anything of that sort. It's all just Mm -hmm. stuff I read. Um, I would absolutely, I would love to be an engineer. Wish I could have worked for like a NASCAR team or really any motorsports team and been that one, that weirdo trying to figure out how much gas left in the tank. Because, you know, there's no fuel gauges on a uh, a, uh, NASCAR. Like the drivers mm-hmm. don't know how much gas they've left, right? Nor do they have on their um, uh, speedometer, which is also they just- don't have
1: a speedometer. No. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why would Why would you need those? Well, it's why not like you, they
1: could look at you, it. Like, yeah, you don't need the
2: instrumentation. Go Sorry. faster yeah. than the other guy and <laughs> yes. don't run out of gas.
1: <laughs> well. The, well, that, that's so also, the don't run out of gas one could be hard if you don't know how much freaking gas you have. I that's just, what they, your team is They for. just top them off every time, though. So that's what yeah. the
2: pick crew is for, yeah, to help the you with crew that. crew is
1: for, and going up in the banking to
0: tip that you know fuel back in. Yeah,
2: just that just last little drip.
0: A little bit. Just
1: a little yeah. bit.
2: I'd also like to highlight there's the math of a bunch of numbers running around in a circle with NASCAR. There's just mm-hmm. like... Threes and twenties and eights and twelves. Wow. Flying all over the place. Wow. Math in action.
0: It's math, math movement. It's the mo- okay. You yes. got to come up with something for that. Wow. <laughs> no one has ever said that to me. I've never heard that. So once again,
2: right. I point out the patently obvious. It's just kind of <laughs> what I do.
0: <laughs> but yet, never heard it. Never heard it before. Mm. Thanks.
2: Sure.
1: He delivers. <sighs> what else you got, Rick? I will be honest. I ask Kate <laughs> questions all the time. I will wake up in the middle of the night and text questions, and I won't send them. I'll just type them in the text box so that I can send them at a decent hour. So I'm really interested in what you have to ask, Kate, because I know you did some research.
2: Okay, I love how you're like... I ask Kate questions all the time and I'm like, isn't that what this format is designed to do?
1: Yes. I'm saying I always get to ask her questions. I want oh. to witness you asking her questions. Ooh. I want you, I want to, I want your mind. Well, unlock this is the little crevices of Kate's mind.
2: Have that you, I have have I...
1: no. You're doing have it. I... I'm telling you to keep doing it.
2: Oh, now, I, now there's pressure to do it. I'm not going to be able do to it. do it. Yeah. No. Um, so this is one thing and it was really weird. And I'm, I was doing some research mm. and does the movie pop ring any <laughs> bells for you? <laughs> this is so weird. Gosh.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. Pop is a screwball comedy about two physicists and a girl from Mars mm-hmm. and some um, independent film made, mm-hmm. made Put out
2: during that amazing 1999 when like, Fight Club and all those other things exactly. came out. Like, exactly. uh uh-huh. I, yeah. Where could we find that movie? Is it streaming anywhere?
0: I don't think it's
2: streaming. Mm. I don't. Okay. I was so excited right. when
0: we got to DVD. I was the girl from Mars, mm-hmm. if that wasn't uh, clear. I whatever. was, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's, uh, that was, yeah. When we got, when we got to do film festivals and mm-hmm. got it, Sold it, to, I don't even remember their name, Indie DVD, something very creative nice. named like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, do you yeah, have a
0: copy a, of this DVD? Somewhere? We do.
2: Okay. We nice. Do. Watch party. I,
0: I, I, of course, have to say that my husband directed it and wrote it, so. Yeah. <sighs> but nobody knew we were dating at the time.
2: My- oh. <gasps> Secret. So, there's some there's some retired hr people somewhere who are like what i oh, no! Damn know on the, on the it. set
0: well no when when we we were working together at an agency and mm-hmm. when we were people did not know we were dating and mm-hmm. i mean it's the whole thing of like people must have known but it was like you're in your 20s everybody hangs out in groups always we all always hung mm-hmm. out whatever um but we decided that we wanted to move in together. And so they have to check your, you know, your, your, you know, that you're, you have a job actually. Oh, right. And yeah. our, yeah. we had the same manager. We were in the same department. Oh, I was a producer boy. and he was a was director and writer. And, um, yeah. And we knew that we had been hiding it so well because we were sitting in his office. His name is Brad and we were sitting in Brad's office. And we said, we have something to tell you. And he's like, Oh no, you, you know, it's like, dot com, height of dot com stuff. And he's like, someone Mm -hmm. else offer you something? You guys leaving? What's going on? And like, no, no, no. We love working here. Um, But uh, we are going to move in together and you're going to get, need to, you're going to get a phone call asking, (laughs) we both put you down and saying that, you know, you need to confirm that we work here. And it was at the moment we knew that we were cool because like he didn't know because he said, oh, you getting like a big house, like a bunch of people moving in. Oh my Uh, God. No, so other people's Kevin moving in, like naming other people at work. And we're just like, Mm -hmm. no, just two of us moving into a Mm -hmm. place together in the porch. One bedroom. Drank his coffee and he looked down. He's looking around. He's like, we have to to tell HR, just like you said, which we did. And we're like, Mm -hmm. and and I guess they didn't care. So
1: I've never Mm -hmm. had to report to HR a romantic relationship. Mm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What is that like?
0: It was a small agency and they didn't, you know, small local agency. So they, I think if it had been like some bigger deal, there would have been something stating you can't do that. But strangely, there's like, I know at least five couples still together today that came out of that agency. It was a very loving agency. It's mm. a little matchmaker
1: agency. That's, it was. It was. It's
2: like, mm. you know, like widening Kennedy that they refer mm. to as Wedding Wedding in Kennedy. Wedding so, Kennedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um So uh, mm. another thank you for that trip down memory lane, sure. and I will I'll, make it my mission to track down that D V D at some I'll point. Have uh one thing about w-
1: her husband, he's gonna know where it is. <laughs> mm. Mm. Maybe <laughs>
2: one, one, one thing I've always been curious about with you, again, maybe potentially because of also the path of your husband, but you're mm. a voracious reader, constant mm. learner. Oh. Has that ever translated into wanting to teach or educate others, or is that just for you?
0: No. No. <laughs> No, I mean, that would be like, no, no, no. I, mm-hmm. no, just no. I, that's, you have to like lesson plans or standing up in front of people and mm-hmm. being, hmm, talk about flipping a switch, pretending you're very interested in their opinion. Oh, <gasps> uh-huh. I am a horrible person. I can't believe I just said that. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't have, like, if I am, in, I mean, it's like being forced to be, I mean, I'm curious. I'm always curious
1: about things. Right. right.
0: I, want, I want to know the why, always. I'm on the but why, girl. I'm that annoying kid. It's like, but why? But why? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. still am. And yeah, no. Just no. That just sounds horrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not. It does sound horrible. I, I, I would... <laughs> Now I think I think my role part of my job is somewhat borderline educationally mentoring yeah. kind of stuff but yeah, it's, it's not borderline but it's to, Kate, to Kate's point like my concern has always been I hate repetition and if I have to say the same yeah. thing over and over and over <laughs> to different people all day, every day, like that, that has never been terribly appealing to me. No,
0: no. And it's this prep and it's, yeah, it's that, rep, it probably is exactly that, that repetitiveness of doing the same like lesson plan all the time. I keep saying lesson plan, like mm-hmm. I don't like to prep for anything. I do, I do. I'm big on prepping, but <coughs> I don't know, in front of a bunch of kids and they're like staring at you mm-hmm. it's being small kids or grown up kids, whatever, but just they're right. like, the expectation of tell me something i don't know teach me things I'm like
2: uh, i paid for this yeah
0: i paid.
2: <laughs> tell oh me god. stuff <laughs> oh
0: my god yeah no no thank you
1: <laughs> so you've had a, a series of different kinds of careers teaching is obviously not going to be one of them <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: what's next like are you like deeply implanted in Kate loves math. Or is there something, is there another, and by career, I don't mean like what you do to make money. I mean, what you right. do to spend your time, um, what you do to pursue those creative sparks uh, yeah. that you're so curious about. I mean,
0: right now the Kate loves math stuff is new enough that I can't quite see past it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I've so I I love the writing that I'm doing. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the act of it, which is I didn't expect to love it this much. And going back and like you're both writers, you both like do you go back to the stuff that you wrote a year ago, two years ago, whatever? Just kind of come upon it and look at it and say that's good, or or like forget. Yeah. Like I have those moments where I forgot that I wrote that. I know you do, Rick. I know you do. I,
2: yeah, that I forget all the time. Yeah, and I look yeah. at
0: him like I don't remember writing this, but
2: this, mm-hmm. is, uh,
0: this is this yeah. is interesting.
1: And sometimes sh- I need that space in order oh. to identify that something's good. I have to forget that I wrote it. Yeah, in order to go back and look at it and be like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Although I w- also, in fairness, I have uh, avail myself of Rick's editing services sometimes mm. in my personal writing. Okay, and. Uh, I am going to say that as a writer, you can be as talented as anyone. Having a good editor makes you yeah. sound so much more, if you have the right editor, yeah. not only is the writing improved, but it sounds more like you
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, because if uh-huh. they understand your tone and your voice and they understand what you're driving at and they understand the associations that you make with things... Um, it it makes it really magical. So sometimes I'll go back and read a piece of writing and I'm like, did I, is this good because I wrote it or is it good (laughs) because it's good editing? Um, I've never had the pleasure of of an editor and I would
0: love to have the pleasure of an editor at some point. Maybe perhaps in the future.
1: Spoilers. Yeah. I'm just saying, I I don't foresee you not Getting an oh. editor and wrapping <laughs> like, this all up that? in a beautiful book bundle,
2: um, and really—and
0: like, I have here your publishing
1: contract.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, galleys, galleys are already on their way. I look forward to your proofreading. <laughs> yeah, nah, excellent.
1: so you never thought I want to be a writer mm-hmm. until no. you were a writer. You just became a yeah. writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, like, did I, you ever think I want to be an animation?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i never thought i and wanted a company 3d animation i 15 years i owned a 3d animation company and mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't make a 3d box for you i've never learned the animation part but that, i wasn't supposed to i was the right the flip the switch and be like hi do you know how you can use 3d animation to promote your product let me tell you i do i do And then I came up with this weird thing called ethnographic animation. I don't know. Pull that Mm -hmm. one out. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, animation never... Again, it's kind of like the math thing where people play a game of Uno and they're like, Kate will add up the score. She'll add it up in her head because she loves math. Like, no, not arithmetic. Um, New, like, again, like in the early aughts or when all the... So many animated movies, when they would come out, it was kind of a big deal when they would come to theater and be, Mm -hmm. you know, wasn't so... There, there weren't so many studios yet and uh yeah a new film will come out and i would just guarantee the next two weeks people would be like did you go see the new whatever pixar film <laughs> this weekend i'm like oh no it's like going to work why am i i don't <laughs> need why to go and um, you know everybody who worked with me or we would do field trips and we would go see it then in that way because they were were our creatives and technical directors and stuff like that and they did love that craft. They went into that business, but I went into that business because I saw the opportunity of what you could do with 3d animation in commercial products and in marketing and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Did, so it sounds like. I had one off of that. You go. Thanks, you go. Um, the, so we, we have uh, similar backgrounds in, in mm. some regards. Um, <laughs> Do you did you take any of that experience of working in an agency, either positive or negative, and use that for the formation and management of your own company? I ask because I have both worked in agencies and started my own agency, Mm -hmm. and completely different. Like I, my work in an agency never influenced the way I ran. The agency.
0: Wow. Cause I'm just like, yeah, of course it did. <laughs> how did it not? I don't know how to ask that question back to you. How did it not? Cause to me, it's like all the, cause I'm on the organizational side. Maybe that's it. When mm. professionally I did not do, I, I am a good creative interpreter and I am mm-hmm. creative in the mind, but mm-hmm. not with the hands and like, no drawing and no, I was never a director. I'm like, I'm always producer side of things. I'm the organizer. I make the yep. big plans. I love all that stuff. And I can, again, understand it enough to know what the creatives need, but I don't do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I poured it over a lot of stuff from agency land into studio mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But interesting that you didn't. I know I'm not interviewing you, but wow. Wh- Oh no or we could talk we'll about have, it
2: later <laughs> yeah there were very there was just it was they were very different roles yeah. like one oh, okay. I was I was producing
0: yeah
2: stuff yeah like creatively producing stuff and the other was like it flip-flopped into run the business and mm. get the stuff done when you have time to do the stuff and they just they were two totally separate that would roles. be
0: yeah. So I was well, always going to be the client facing again that, that interpreter between the team, the internal and the external. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, certainly. I, I always feel bad for the creatives or like a creative director's like, I'm gonna start my own agency or or something. <laughs>
2: Sucker. parallel
0: because like, all of a sudden they're like why do i have i mean i don't get to do the cool stuff anymore or like i had a, the pretty stuff? years and i would yeah. find him like hiding in the server room connecting things and be like well, this needs to be fixed now i'm like no 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 no, no. i need you to go prep for the <laughs> client meeting and he's like but i know how to do this and this is what i uh-huh. started this company for so i could do this and do it yep. the way that I know that it should be done as opposed to the way people are telling me it should be done. And I like being in here doing this. I'm like, yeah, but you're the head of, so you need to go now to meeting and you need to manage people and back to people who get put into these positions to manage people when really mm-hmm. they can barely manage themselves. Yeah.
1: I think you just answered the question as to why Rick mm. didn't use what he learned in agencies. When I he think I did his own business. Exactly. Yeah. It. Uh, Instead of asking something, I'm just going to acknowledge the path that I was going to go down and say that I strongly believe that the reason that you have had so many different iterations of Kate Mm. is that strong sense of curiosity and whimsy um, that just allows you to keep pursuing everything that you love and keep questioning what else is there. And it's something that I find amazing about you. Uh Thanks. And And now... Oh god. So, and
2: with that. And with that, we're done. Are you
1: ready? No, it's uh, time for the lightning round. It's time for five mildly interesting questions for my darling friend Kate. I'm a Kate, slow are you ready? thinker. I'm a slow thinker. So am I. You can okay. do
2: it. You can do it. You take
1: you take all the take time as, you need. Take as wriggle, much as it if you need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: And,
0: and you, you can know, I'm just you, putting my nose in the microphone. It comforts me.
2: There you go. Perfect. The, um, the other thing, just so you know, like if you really vapor lock and you need mm. to pass, yeah. you're welcome to pass, but we will come back to the question. You can't avoid the question. I see. I see.
1: And don't feel bad about passing. I have passed. I think one time I passed three times <laughs> on five questions. So, Okay. You're, it's a safe space, safe space. Right. Right. I Like to, to tighten my pussy bow. <laughs> Okay. I was very excited to today. Okay. Kate Ertman. Yeah. What is your favorite but least useful hobby?
2: Uh, um, hobby?
1: <laughs> or activity. Hobby. Interest.
2: Interest.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hobby yeah. activity.
0: I, I.
1: Thing you like
0: to do. I. I mm. I want to say making spreadsheets for everything in my life, but I find it useful. But it's—I have an amazing spreadsheet for the jeans that fit me and the jeans that don't. It's useful though for me. Yeah, but I think
2: I think maybe it's it's extra. I think maybe the geekiness and enjoyment of it it far outweighs the possible utility of why you would need a spreadsheet for all your jeans. But but
1: there's drop downs and there's it's color coded. Next time we're together, will you please show me this? Because I need to see it.
2: It's great. It's so cool.
1: But yes, I think that counts. I think it checks. There are no wrong
2: answers. There are no wrong answers here. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Would you like to survive the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Totally.
2: You have the you have the garage for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, uh, our pandemic uh, garage. <laughs> Bodega. Kate would be a very early pick for my zombie apocalypse team. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Thanks. Um, as would your partner, because uh, mm-hmm. he makes sure that we remain hydrated at all times. He's and that man can have the a hot dog lunch like nobody. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Anybody's lucky what to. Is...
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hydration.
1: What is the last food that you photographed?
0: Oh, mm. thinking
2: peacock. Thinking. Peacock puzzles don't.
0: Uh, peacock. <gasps> that's, that's not food. That this is a beautiful puzzle, though. Yeah, um, it, it's really it's wild. It's okay. That's not what we're talking about. The <laughs> last thing, the last food that I photographed. <sighs> I put my nose back on the microphone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll put mine on the
0: book
1: in
0: solidarity. Okay. I mean, it's obviously a pass for right now because I'm just ticking through each okay. day and you don't need to watch okay. me do that.
1: What's the best season? Well, does does somebody not say fall? It's
2: fall. There are Some people, people have. who have not said yeah. fall.
1: Someone said winter. Someone else said summer. Yeah, but fall is the yeah. right answer. Yeah. No one has said
2: spring, I don't think.
1: Oh, yeah, fall. Because allergies... Magnets or stickers? Stickers.
0: 100%.
1: And now, I invite you to pick up your phone if you'd like. Hmm. And look at it. Because it might tell you the answer. So what is the last food you photographed? Oh, that's a now cre- hmm.
0: I gotta put my old lady glasses on.
1: Yes. The cutest old lady glasses. i old lady. Okay. Okay. Photos.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: that's a search.
2: I know food. I I'm trying. I'm trying to remember Kate's Instagram to be like, is there something she does She doesn't
1: usually post food on Instagram. See, this is. I've seen her photograph food in restaurants and bars, but I've never. Yeah,
0: might, if you were like everything on my plate, is usually like brown and it's like cheese and rice or something. Mm. I want cheese. Okay, let's see. Nope, that's a what? Does it count for restaurant? Don't. Any food?
2: Yeah, any food. Any food. You don't have to have made it.
0: I don't even know what this is. Has Show a us. got. Oh, ooh. Mm, do I just kiss? Just hold
1: it up. Lights. Eh. Like you can't really see. Oh. Uh. 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 I have no idea. Yeah. I have no um, idea. But I is. do
0: know now. It is. Um. It was at Saint Jack, and it was a delightful oh. Oh. salad. On, it was like a mushroom pastry mm. deliciousness that had a little egg on top.
2: Oh, and nice. To Saint Jack.
0: It's and been that years was since I've been to St. Jack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I don't really photograph food. fine. Kate, you've survived the gauntlet of the five questions. Oh my god. Thank y'all. You've sat through an interview with us and asked us almost as many questions as we asked you. Because <laughs> I'm too True. curious. <laughs> Hearing you, us, you put you your nose me. on the microphone. Yeah, it's comforting. Hey, okay. It is comforting to have your notes. Right? Is there anything that you would like to share with our lovely listeners and viewers before we send you on your way? Um, Stay curious,
0: y'all. Don't give up because there's always a reason. There's always, there's always, well, you know what I'm going to say? My very favorite word is go. And the reason why my very favorite word is go is because you can choose to participate. You can go forward, move ahead. You can tell people to go away, but you always have that choice. So just mm-hmm. like go.
1: Is that why you have the go. word go tattooed on you?
0: That is why I have the word go tattooed, tattooed on me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I guess um, I've never asked that before. It's this word, this word. Um, and then obviously, Kate Loves katelovesmath.com.
1: Please go.
2: Mm-hmm. Go. Yep. Oh, I'll yeah. link it up. we will link it up. Subscribe. Go. Go works again. Let's go.
1: Just go. All right. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and had yeah. the loveliest time. Thanks lot. Appreciate you both. You rock. You always <laughs> make me smile till my cheeks hurt. So <laughs> keep it up, baby. Thanks, love.